And I'm Roger Moore. I didn't supply the microphone. Live from the soapily beautific hills of Encino, California, where industry and nature work hand in hand. The following program is produced by Magic Matt Allen on the Outlaw Radio Network. Yes, Rachel Bell. Hi. Well, you've hit the big time now by being on True Crime Uncensored with Absolutely. with Burl Barron and Howard Lapidus. He's manager to the star, you know. How are you, Rachel? How's it going? I'm doing great. How are you today? She just got engaged, you know. I saw the rock on her wrist. What is your What is your biggest sexual obsession? Well, she I'm sorry? Rewind and, and say, I didn't ask that question. Burl will ask it. <laughs> I'll ask it. Yeah. <laughs> now, Howard, is, if, I were, if I were Matt Allen, our producer, I'd say, Howard, how could you be so rude as to ask her what is her sexual obsession? So tell us, Rachel, what is your sexual obsession? <laughs> Well, I burned those out when I was younger. <laughs> That's good thinking. Bill, what's your unfulfilled fantasy? I don't have any unfulfilled fantasies. No, no, I don't have any. No, thank goodness. Yeah, so, you, uh, you know what? Neither do I. It just, it just ran through my head. I could, yeah, there's nothing that interests me anymore. Well, there's a big difference between nothing interesting you and you having done everything you're interested in. No, I've done yeah, <laughs> almost everything I've been interested in. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to hear the China story again. Oh, I do. Oh, God, not the China story. I, you know, how did that stick with you? Because it was so bizarre. Well, it was. China the wrestler. Mm, is that a boy or a girl? Well, I th- I, that was a good. That was the question. Yeah, she didn't have jaw surgery. <laughs> she didn't have jaw surgery. <laughs> She did. She did have surgery on her jaw because she had such a, she had a jaw like like Batman in the cartoons. <laughs> oh, that, that was a, that did was she a have question. a cleft in the chin? No, <laughs> she didn't. But that, um, it was still a big question that I did not want answered that night. Oh, I'm sure. That was an interesting. Well, I hope you didn't get past the chin. <laughs> well, yeah. hey, thank you for hoping. Uh, Should those... we start the show? Yeah, let's do that. I think. We... And now that, now, now that we've lowered the bar to nothing, <laughs> <laughs> we should start the show. I you wanna... are in great company. It's Three only up from here, Lovely. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I want to hear about the preacher they found wrapped in neoprene in a duffel bag. Okay. Oh. You want to hear about that case, huh? Yeah, tell us about. I mean, did this guy? I mean, no one. I mean, he's a very respectable preacher, and he wasn't doing anything illegal. But the circumstances of his unfortunate demise, I found quite fascinating. Yeah, it's unfortunate indeed. So, tell us the story about this one, dear. Well, is are you speaking of the one? Because I can't hear you very well. But are uh, you speaking of the one in ligature? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was uh, Liggett Myers. Actually, <laughs> it was, was smoking. Sounds like a bad off-brand generic mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah. I think they again found... with the mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah, well, if you're bringing out the best food, you're bringing out the best. Yeah. Well, you know, he basically was involved in. Uh, well, he enjoyed um, auto, you know, forms of pleasuring the self in unusual ways, and he will call what you have a as a paraphilia, um, and I don't know if any of the listeners know what a paraphilia is, but that's basically what the book is based on, and a paraphilia is a condition where a person's sexual arousal or gratification depend on just fantasizing about and or engaging in sexual behavior that is considered extreme or abnormal, and it does actually fall under the definition of a mental disorder a sexual disorder, but only if it interferes with one's um, quality of life, if it causes harm to another, and clearly it caused some harm to him. <laughs> yeah, well, death is considered harmful. Yes, it can be, yeah. And um, it's often a lot of intense, reoccurring sexual fantasies or urges. And oftentimes, as in his case, um, it's with objects. Um, oftentimes, some people simply get off putting themselves in duffel bags. It's a form of uh, masochism. So, uh, and those who enjoy putting them in them, the duffel bags, will be more of a sadist, and those who enjoy being in the duffel bag will be considered more of a masochist. How the heck do you get into a duffel bag? I don't know. You know, that's that's the story. You know, I guess it's the fun and trying. One foot at a time. The problem is getting out. Yeah, that, well, that was, no, the problem is getting in, well, get, other... getting out, and getting off. That is the problem. 
Well, you know, would you want to be in a duffel bag with, you know, you know they're getting off on it, so you're yeah, in a duffel bag yeah. with Eight your own in a duffel bag. body fluids. <laughs> in the duffel bag with my own body fluids? Mm, yeah, not real no. sexy to me, but to some they enjoy uh, that, right? Tell, no, seriously, in all seriousness, how does that, how does that work? How does that turn somebody on? In, in all seriousness, not kidding, although I am kidding, but uh, in all seriousness. <laughs> well, you know, some people get off on confinement, being confined in small places. Why? Um, well, it, well, there's many causes to paraphilia. I mean, it can stem from abnormal or traumatic experiences from a, someone's past, um, the sexualization of a formative life experience, or... You know, in the case of other paraphilias, idolizing objects. And basically, um, it's fused into one's own sexual identity. And oftentimes, the fantasies start in young age, and they grow and grow and grow. And, you know, eventually, you know, initially, Johnny may have really enjoyed, um, let's, let me give you an example. Um, you know, let's say he and his girlfriend, the first time they ever had sex, was on top of a duffel bag. <laughs> Maybe a... Ended up in the duffel bag while they were taking a romp, right? And you know, then he sexualized the duffel bag and equated it with this great night with this hot woman or man or whatever. Just an example, of course. And um, and it progressed. The fantasy progresses, and to the point where it interferes in one's life, as it did with him. Well, it only interfered because he wound up dead. How did how did he wind up dying? Please uh, tell us about that. Well, imagine how one would die in a duffel bag. <laughs> Asphyxiation. I mean, he wasn't just but you're naked in a duffel bag. I'm sorry. He wasn't just naked in a duffel bag. <laughs> well, I mean, many people who tie themselves up or get themselves in that predicament in a duffel bag um, often suffocate, and that's not their intention. How does that happen? Um, but yeah, they, but, and that's the, that's the reason why I wrote the book is, you know, many of my patients that I have at the hospital where I work and in the prisons where I've worked, oftentimes they think, hey, it's no problem, nothing bad with this, we're enjoying it, it's all a bunch of fun. And then these sexual obsessions go very, very wrong. Well, like, what about the, there was this other guy that you mentioned in your, in your book, in fact, you have a chapter one, Death by Latex. <laughs> Yes, where he put on full latex, yes. Now, latex is a very common fetish where people um, get sexually aroused by touching, seeing, um, or wearing latex. And this gentleman that you're referring to um, actually did just that. He had that paraphilia, and he unfortunately met, also met his own demise. <laughs> And oftentimes what happens is, um, you know, they suffocate in those kind of cases. Um, they get so into the latex, the smelling of or wrapping and casing themselves in it that they, um, they asphyxiate. And some actually get off on uh, the asphyxiation process. I mean, look at autoerotic asphyxiation where, you know... Like uh, Mr. Mr. Carradine... Like Mr. Carradine. Well, um, I, I had a, a, an assistant that uh, unfortunately met his demise that way. Um, oh, yeah, that's unfortunate. And, yeah. and and to this day, a really good kid, and and you know, just one of those guys you just like having around the office. That just took care of business for us, but woke up one day and he wasn't there, and then you know, got the call a day later. They found him hanging on the back of a door in front of a mirror. Right. Right. You know, Explain that to me. Help me. because Well, I, often what happens is, is one, when one puts pressure on their throat and reduces the amount of oxygen um, that's going to their brain, you get a bit of a buzz. It's a temporary buzz or high, and they get off to that. Have, you know, have you ever been doing it with someone and, you know, you're kind of hanging off the side of the bed, your neck's a little bit constricted, and boom, you have the best orgasm of your life. Well, yeah, I'm taking yeah, it to that, another level. Yesterday. Right? That was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I'm glad you're here today. Uh, yeah, well, and that was also the first. Oftentimes, people die. That from was that. the first orgasm I ever had. Also, mm. Mm. and no, that has progressed to this, huh? No, you know, you know what? Uh, that, that kind of stuff. I mean, if, if on a personal level, we can go around the room and, and but leave you out, Rachel. Don't worry. But find out, <laughs> find out exactly. You know, to what degrees people go. But it. 
this poor kid that worked for us, uh, you know, I just still looking for answers, you know, to right. to. Well, he, did, he didn't intend to kill himself. No. Mean, obviously, what he was trying to do was heighten his pleasure, heighten his fun. That's exactly it. Yeah. 20, 24, 25-year-old kid, whatever. Right, a, right. A good actor, all that stuff. And uh, it's still, his last scene didn't play very well. No, well, in, the, in this, in the case of the the uh, the latex, this particular fellow I'm thinking of, uh, to intensify his experience, uh, according to your book, he ingested a cocktail of drugs such as ketamine, which is yes. an uh, animal uh, tranquilizer, cocaine, mm. which is a stimulant, morphine, which is a downer, before dressing up in skin tight and a skin tight rubber suit. And encasing himself in a latex body bag. Yeah, but, but Burl, if I had that drug cocktail, I would do the same thing. <laughs> no, I really would. I, I absolutely. Yeah, I mean, kidding. talk about uppers and downers going taking nah. you two different directions. You got to right. go with the latex dress. Come on now. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, this guy's going to get overheated. So he gets hypothermia. His skin can't breathe. That's exactly what happens, yes. That's why they, the dancers uh, that do a full body paint. They have to leave the, the small of the back unpainted. Oh, I wouldn't so, want to be in the back of them. Well, that's so uh, their skin can breathe. Yeah, that's why. It's good. Remember Goldfinger, Jay's Bond movie? The woman was painted gold to death because her, yes. her skin couldn't breathe. Yes. Did she die from that? She yeah. did. But, oh, not, but, not, but not in real life, no, uh, Rachel. It, no, but it was a movie. It was a movie. Yeah. Yes, Goldfinger. Oh, I thought the woman who actually did it died on the scene. No, 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 no. no, no. no they, um, right, right. So then that would be necrophilia, right, if he went after her, right? After yeah. after she was done? Well, <laughs> now, Robert Lee Yates, the Spokane serial killer, knows how to do this so smooth, uh, Howard. In my book, Body Count, which comes out December 4th. Uh, uh, oh, God. <laughs> you know, I, I, this is called Promo Count. <laughs> the shameless right. plug count. Rachel, we've got to talk about your book. But, but which is called what? Burl's got to get six of his own plugs in before our guest. No, the, reason, the reason I'm setting this up is that Robert Lee Yates would have these women perform oral sex on him in the car, and if after seven minutes, if he couldn't get an erection, he'd shoot them in the head, and then... I agree with him. Yeah, I mean, if that's ahead. what it takes. If they can't get me up in God, seven talk minutes. about time pressure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, then he would shoot them in the, in the head with a small caliber weapon, and they would be dead, and then he could have sex with them. Hmm. Well, they were. They yes. Were more well, that would be necrophilia, which is having sex with a corpse. Now, there are which there laws also of... outlined in sexual obsessions gone wrong. Um, it is. You have a whole chapter on that. Yes, I do. And you know, it could have been much longer than it actually was because there's actually many cases of necrophilia. Many of you know the most famed uh, or infamous serial killers. Um, look at Ted Bundy. Um, I'd rather not. Really, <laughs> well, he'd be kind of hard to look at now. Yeah. Um, but uh, he also was really into uh, necrophilia. I did not know that. I did not know that. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so was Robert Lee Yates. He could have sex with them after they were dead. Go All back right, so, to the uh, where he dumped the bodies and re-enjoy them. So my two yes. my two famous writers. Let me ask you. It uh, this seems to be a common thread with yes. serial serial killers. Yes, it is. Is that right? Yeah. Having paraphilias. Yes, it is. Not just necrophilia. Um, having paraphilias. And usually they evolve um, to the point where it ends in a death. Wow. So paraphilia, define for me one more time. Okay, well, paraphilia is when a person gets sexual arousal or gratification, fantasizing about extreme or atypical sexual fantasies that usually start and small and just get bigger. I'm, I'm not getting I, I, We will get a bit graphic because it's the Internet and that's okay, but and, and, and I'm not being a jerk here. Tell me some of those fantasies. I mean, how far do they go? What What are we talking about? Well, it's really, you know, there's so many different fantasies. There's many fantasies that there are people. And they, you know, they progress only if they really sexualize. Um, they, they find that difficult to um, achieve an orgasm. And the fantasy, you know, more things are added on to the fantasy until it progresses to sometimes um, the much more extreme um, sexual behavior. Right, this is also comes under what they call sensate and post-sensate, meaning that it, it takes more and more stimulation to achieve that which yeah. you used to have in the first place. For That's example, right, and and your average person does have that. You know, I mean, look at a guy when he's you know younger or a girl when they're younger and they have a fantasy, and then after, they start to burn out in the fantasy, so they start adding a little bit more interesting. 
you know, tidbits to the fantasy, and then eventually they start to act them out. Now, for example, this uh, the uh, the minister we mentioned uh, uh, earlier. Uh, this guy Aldridge was discovered in his bedroom hogtied in a complicated series of leather, plastic, and nylon ligatures. His hands were bound behind his back, his feet tied to his hands, along with a vast array of straps and cords, further securing the unusual angle of his body. He was dressed in two rubber suits, a scuba diving mask, rubber yes. uh, rubber undergarments, diving gloves, and slippers, and, yes. ha- and had a condom-covered dildo lodged in his anus. Painful, yes. With a Very with painful. a note that said, "If I could only get off." Yes, <laughs> God. I mean, it takes more and more as he becomes right. desensitized. But, is that, but are you saying that that's all of us over time? No, no, no. I'm just saying that fantasies can progress, but they don't have to progress to the extreme. Um, and these more unusual cases, they do progress to the extreme. That's how, why we know about them. That's why they're in the news. That's why they're in the paper. And, you know, I, I think it's really important to also understand that if you have one paraphilia, you're more likely to have three or four paraphilia. So, so that's you, why you, you have a pair of them and then you have a quadruple of them. I'm trying, a, to fi- a, a quadruplophilia. I'm trying to find where the line is going from, you know, normal human to paraphilia. Well, as Kinsey said, there's no normal. So then human to paraphilia. Right. Well, you have to also understand that people that do have paraphilia often ha- have it's comorbid um, uh, mental got- illness issues, substance abuse. Look at the guy who took the ketamine, okay? You have people who have uh, depression, anxiety. OCD has been linked to um, paraphilia. So keep in mind, paraphilias are obsessions. Yeah, right? Yeah, That's yeah. why they disrupt one's life. So, you know, people who have OCD, or I'm not saying that OCD, all people with obsessive compulsive disorder have sexual paraphilias, um, but those who have, have OCD wa- are more to, likely, they're more at risk. They'd have to constantly be washing their hands throughout the act. Speaking, yeah, of, which, speaking okay. of which, people had to wash their hands reading your book when they got to Chapter 2. God, I don't know. I had to take a shower after writing it. Uh, the, the one, the chapter entitled Soiled, I found rather peculiar. I don't know what laws there are against wanting to throw yourself into a, an outhouse. <laughs> Most of those people have what's called coprophilia, which, or, or europhilia. <laughs> I had that in high school. Coprophilia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. It still passed with good lot. treatment. <laughs> I'll tell you and how that's I treat it. You dig, you have, you're sexually aroused by fecal matter oh, or God. urine. Really? Right. Well, I mean, yes. golden showers have been <sighs> around for a long time. Yes. I want to ask you, do they bring May flowers, though? That's the question. <laughs> well, it depends. Uh, oh, hang on, Mark. You're into this. Keep going. Get your ass out of this one. So I'm wondering, um, is that is, is, a, is a casual interest different? Absolutely. Yeah, because you have to understand, clinically, the behavior usually um, lasts six months, okay, um, to be technically and clinically um, diagnosed with a paraphilia. So if you're getting but, you know what, there's a lot of controversy months. about it. There's a lot of controversy about it because look at someone who may have sex with a little kid once, okay? Oftentimes they're diagnosed with a paraphilia only if it happened once, one day, one time, one moment, and they're classified as a pedophile. But clinically, the behavior is um, often um, diagnosed if it's yeah. last six months, at least six months. Yeah, but the guy, the person that does it once with a, a child, okay, this is under. Um, well, you got I, two two kinds of child molesters. You have situational, which can be right. treated usually quite successfully, and yes. then you have the pedophile who never wants anyone uh, over the age of thirteen, doesn't have sex with adults ever, and uh, is obsessed on it. However, and I think Rachel will back me up on this, according to my research, you can be a, a pedophile just as you can be a sociopath and never act on it. As long yes. as it's a lot of pedophiles never do anything wrong. It's just yes. fantasy land. It's just like, let me yeah, help. and look at all the people who get busted, legally busted for looking at kiddie porn. So the, many of them don't act I on it. I just can't, and, and as sick as I am, trust me, Rachel, <laughs> way out there, okay? Wacko man. Celebrating a birthday tomorrow, and I'm not even going to tell you how many, uh, how many how many times I've been around the, the track. Um, <laughs> but enough. And and um, I just, I mean, there's places I guess I draw the line. I don't think I'm in, uh, uh, you know, 
I'm kind of looking for that line of paraphilia, but pedophilia is something that just, it sickens me. I think it sickens most. I hope. I, I'm hoping it sickens yeah, I hope. everyone. Yeah, I, um. I mean, because that's, that's where... It's uh, one thing to act on, it's nothing to fantasize about it. Right. It's, it's, let, let me say this, it is just not... It's not your cup of tea. Forget my cup of tea, Burl. Seriously, it, it, Rachel, this is a mental disorder, correct? That's correct, yeah. Okay. Pedophilia. Pedophilia, and, and it is, uh, obviously it's against love, but let's talk about the illness. Yeah. It's an actual illness, and there's no pill for it. No, there's no magic bullet at all. No. No, I so, mean, usually I, I treat, um, or try to treat, um, many. Um, that's one of my specialties who have uh, pedophilia. And, um, you know, many of them when initially don't even think of it as a problem. Okay. Well, so they walk through your door for something else and you diagnose them as a pedophilia? Well, pe- normally pedoph- they walk through my door because um, of legal ramifications. They've been busted. Okay. They've been arrested. And they're like, you know, I still don't understand what the big deal is. So the, the treatment usually begins with, with the recognition of what they did was, well, wrong. Um, and taking a, accountability for their actions, number one, and then the treatment, you know, then they have to want to... Um, assuming that they even know that... Some, assuming that they even think anything's wrong in the first place. How do you bring them around to the, to the you know, the X's and the O's up on the board that, that say, hey, this was wrong? Right, and sometimes they don't. I mean, some do come around. I mean, the risk of recidivism is very, very high. I can imagine. Right. But that's with and, the pedophiles as opposed to what they call a situational child molester, which isn't about sex but about control or power. That's correct. Right. It's also, all about power and but control, also, yes. But also a, a sickness, no? Yes, of course it is. Well, that's like, uh, well, <laughs> no, I think Burrow was trying to justify something. There. No, no, no. I'm talking about, in, in, uh, I happen to have written a book on this. Yeah, there topic. we go. That, that just uh, get this, <laughs> by get strange this. coincidence, I happen to have written a book uh, about the Robert uh, uh, Matthews, excuse me, Richard, uh, Richard Clark. And what who, book was that, Burrow? Uh, that was uh, Broken Doll. Part, pardon me, Rachel. I no. just have to get these damn plugs out of the way with him. I know. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> anyway, anyway, what's he, the name of your book? He, uh, Wait, what was the name of it? Sexual Obsessions Gone Wrong, Burl? Yeah, what? Sexual Obsessions Gone Wrong by That's Rachel Bell from Crime yeah, right. uh, <laughs> Printed, printed and, and handed out on street corners by her mommy, Marilyn. Uh, Who we've had on the show. In this case, uh, Richard Matthew Clark uh, raped and, and murdered a seven-year-old girl. Prior to that, uh, he had been caught trying to do something with a, a young lady several years earlier. And it was always a situational. He wasn't a pedophile. He had sex with adults. In fact, he was uh, poking the, the, girl, uh, the girl's grandmother. Uh, oh, stop it. Well, he was. They were of common age. Oh, okay. But uh, it, it, uh, he had such a horrifying uh, uh, loss of power childhood that is just horrifying that he was one of the people that, according to everything I've read, could have responded very well to treatment if he would have had it the very first time that he ever did anything. But all right. they did was lock him up and release him a year later. Right, but you know what? He did have what would be considered a paraphilia because he had sadistic tendencies. Say to, uh, you know, it's... it's you know, you hear a lot about sadomasochism. He was, you know, he was clearly, those who are uh, sexually aroused or obsessed with obtaining power and control over one um, will be classified often as a sadist. Hey, Rachel. Yes. What were you doing when you made the decision to really go this route in your career? She <laughs> found herself wrapped in neoprene in a duffel bag. Wrapped in neoprene in a duffel bag. Thanks, bro. Yes, I do want to know. That's why I asked the question. Uh, well, That's... I'll tell you what prompted the book was. I, I was no, no, don't um... don't bridge out of my question. Stay right. <laughs> stay right with. I should this, have been this, a politician. Not my first day here. Okay, so so let's let's stick, stick with the question. True. The, the question was what what made you go this route in your career? Okay, because well, you, you known, clearly know I'm, your your okay, yeah. Thanks. Bro. I've known several people when I was younger to have paraphilia, and found it quite shocking. Stumbled across these paraphilias that I wasn't aware of. Family okay. members? 
Sorry? No, thank God, no. Okay. Date? I, I thought maybe that the, the shoes on the cover of your book belonged to your mom. No, no, they do, but that's another story. So, so, um, so, so, so people, people, people you had gone out with is what you're saying? Yeah, people that I've dated. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll give you an example of um, when I was a wee 18-year-old young lass. We get it. Um, was dating a 36-year-old guy. Yeah, I liked older yeah. men when mm -hmm. I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I moved up to Canada. Where, where, but where did you move? Was his name Howard? About an hour north of um, Toronto in a place called Jackson's Point. Yeah, up in the cottage country. Yes, that's right. Right near a um, Native American reservation. Mm -hmm. And um, was dating him. And he was just your average Joe, really nice guy, extremely masculine. And, um, you know, I was at home uh, and he was at work and... I was looking for paper to write, because I like to write, and uh, went into a briefcase that was in the closet and opened it up and was horrified to see pictures he had taken of himself dressed as a woman. Well, that doesn't sound so bad. Well, it Pearl. was. If you saw the pictures, I left some things out. <laughs> oh. well, what did you leave out? This is the internet. It's okay. uh, no, no, no. I'm not going there. But I'm telling you. So you're was, 18. Hang on shocking. a second. Hang the on. The dress in women's clothing was the the least shocking. Let me put it that way. So you discovered he had some particular sexual fetishes that you were not accustomed to. Well, yeah, I was 18 years old. But, hey, Rachel, it yeah. sounded like you had to go a long way to find that little sheet of paper all the way through the room and into the closet and then into the All right, so thing. I'm nosy. Yeah. Arrest now me. We're, uh, <laughs> now, <laughs> I wonder if I can find out if he has a, you know, a chrome-plated dildo up his tuchus. Uh, no comment. I, 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 I was just fascinated by that. You, you, you really kill me. <laughs> I, I needed a sheet of paper because I like to write. Right, therefore, I went, so I went down the private. basement, then up the <laughs> And up the so back. I went to the very tippy top of the shelf that I could barely read. <laughs> exactly. And then got Somehow the briefcases as did not open. <laughs> So did you confront him? What, 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 what? Absolutely. So. You know, after tears and confusion and not really knowing what was going on, and he came home from work, and I said, look, we've got to talk, and I had the briefcase open, and it was very clear what I had found out. And we talked about it, and... Um, and, well, needless to say, the relationship didn't last that much longer because he was also involved in other extracurricular activities outside of me. Hang on a second. So, Hang on. So that much longer. So in other words, from the time that you discovered a dildo boy dressed as a woman. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I had to arrange a flight back home oh, okay. at that time to Northern Virginia, yes. Okay, so you needed to kind of keep him on the string until you could get the hell out of Dodge. Until my sweet mommy could arrange for me to fly back home. So your sweet mommy who said, oh, there's my daughter living with Let's a man a book tw about it. twice her age. <laughs> who's dressed up as a woman at the Norman Bates Motel. Oh, God in heaven, Rachel. You know, I knew going down this path of questioning with you I was in trouble. I just knew it going in. All right, let's well, but let's keep going. So so that so so that's one person. You said there were one a, a, there were more. There were more, yes. She's a uh, paraphernalia, what do you call it? Who had paraphernalia, yes. Mag so, so tell us about the, the next one. Well, well, it was just what they divulged to me. Um, one was into, um, you know, asked me if I would do something, and I flat out refused, and that was the end of the relationship immediately because it kind of freaked me out, but what? I'm not going to go into detail. No, no, no. <laughs> Read no, the book. <laughs> you know, here's the deal, okay? We're going to, I promise you, in the next half hour, sell the crap out of your book, okay? okay. I, I really insist on that. But, but at the same time, I can't, to the list today's listener, I can't shortchange them. But by saying, you know, go and buy the book, otherwise we won't get the answer. Aww. Give us some well, answers. The book's not about me. I, I know, no, but, but it's the in show there. is. <laughs> the show is about you. You see, you see, if we, if we don't if we don't peel the onion of the author, then there's just no sense in in buying the book. If we yeah. don't know what your motivation was behind writing this book, which is, you know, in, in my view, and I can't wait to read it, and I haven't read it yet, I do admit it. But uh, during the next commercial break, I will order it because it's downloadable. Correct. Oh yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So you on could, Barnes you, and Noble, Noble and Amazon Kindle. Yes. Okay. Did you see how I did that? It was so organic. 
Oh. See, that's how I do it. Burl, you should have been a salesman. You should have been a salesman. Should have been? Is that right? <laughs> well, yes. you are a salesman. He sold Freddy Got Fingered. Now, there's pedophilia, paraphilia, fingerphilia. I did, by the way. I got a studio to give us $40 million. <laughs> I had so much fun with that. It was the worst movie of the year. Okay, let's now. now so you want to hear about the other guy, I, I right? do, yes. Golden Showers. He wanted Golden Showers. He liked getting peed on. Sorry? He liked getting peed on. Yeah, yeah we, he did. We, he enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah and we, I wouldn't do it. That was the end of that. Part. Well, because how do you do it? There's pressure right there. I wanted to do other things, but not that. What, what, Especially after finding out. What were the other things you wanted to do? Well, you know, implant my shoe in various orifices, maybe. Okay. That's fair enough. That's for, yeah, <laughs> And get them out the door as quickly as possible. <laughs> That's so funny. That's, how do women on the golden shower, because I guess that goes both ways, doesn't it, Mark? You seem to be an expert on golden oh, showers. I, I'm, I've, been, I've been a peon for years. <laughs> <laughs> See, that... Obviously, they got to put down all the visqueen and all this stuff. Hey, Rachel, yeah. Rachel, is I this... Got, wait, I got to tell you something really quick, okay? Yeah. I had a, a client um, recently um, who walked into my office and wanted to wear... Um, he was getting off on the session, okay? Much to my dismay, he was getting a little excited, using the elbows to, you know, move around and um, get comfortable, if you can imagine. Oh, and, no. um, yeah, yes, I can. And <laughs> You know from experience, yeah, then, right? Yeah, sure, that's right. Okay, so, and he asked if he could end the session halfway, go and dress in women's clothing, and come back. So you gave him the big thumbs up on that, didn't you? No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, maybe he had some fashion tips he for He also you. asked to, um, to get off midway through the session. I couldn't take any money from him. I felt like, you know, I felt not, I felt dirty after that. <laughs> did, 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 hang on a second. Did he actually do it? He no, but he wanted to. Okay. And Who he said, well, what him? if I did it? What if I just took my clothes off and, you know, masturbated? And I said, well, the police would be called. And he got scared and he left. Mm-hmm. I'd still build the shit out of the guy. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me help you with your business a little bit. <laughs> this is El Sico, uh, Captain El Sico here. Not me, the guy. And he, he, he took an hour of your life, or 50 minutes, as, as you guys do. It was about 30, 30 minutes. Yeah. I didn't even take his money. I'm like, get out. <laughs> now, let's very let me, nice I want to segue back to the guy they they found in the in the cow manure. Yes, yes. I mean, this wasn't the first Truscott, time. David Truscott in the UK. Yeah, and uh, in Cornwall. Uh, Cornwall. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Cornwall. In Camborne. He was in Camborne, Cornwall. He was about 40 years old. And he had a long history of um, rolling around in fecal matter on the farm. Wow. <laughs> There's a, song, there's a song in there. Yeah, everybody has to have a hobby, Rachel. We're going to take a 60-second break. We'll be right back. Wrapped in leather, she never looked better. Rachel Bell, we'll be right back. <laughs> Johnny Cosmo here, loyal demon at Outlaw Radio, author of Gone with the Wind, and the Player's Guide to Playing. Hey, if you're like me, you love to listen to Outlaw Radio's live broadcast Saturdays, 3 p.m. Pacific, and even listen during the week, but you don't want to be tied to your computer. Here's great news for you nonconformists who own a cell phone. Go to RadioLoyalty.com and locate the Outlaw Radio free app. Yes, I said free. Santa Claus got your letter. You can now hang with the wrong crowd on radio wherever you go. Think of the laughs you'll have in your church pew or while sitting on a jury. Join Magic Matt Allen and his circle of celebrities and academic halfwits. Whether you're on the go, on the take, or on the make, change the way you listen to radio seven days a week with the app that is free, complimentary, and gratis at RadioLoyalty.com. I'm the legendary Burl Bear, raised on records, born to rock and roll, rock to the cradle, to rhythm and blues. Around here they call me Uncle Crazy, but in the real world I'm an esteemed true crime author and famous personality. I often show up places in person. In fact, I'm doing that right now. I have a brand new book coming out December 4th called Body Count, the true story of the Spokane serial killer Robert Lee Yates. He killed him, and then, yes, he had sex with him. It, well, everybody needs a hobby. The book I had come out just previous to that and still on sale is Headshot. 
story of two and a half psychopaths and a couple dead bodies. One of them, well, they chopped the head off and didn't put it in a duffel bag. They chopped the head off because they thought there was a bullet in it and they didn't want people to find the bullet. So they put the head in a bucket of concrete and threw the head in the river. And when they found the head and they put it together with the body, they found out the guy died from being stabbed to death. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense, I know. But it's a true story called Headshot by Burl Bear. Back to true crime uncensored with Burl Bear. And... And Howard Lapidus. And then what's his name over here in the corner? Featuring Mark C.G. Boyer. And occasionally... And sometimes Marie Mackey, Esquire. I just saw her show up. Produced by Magic Matthew Allen. Who in turn is produced by... Who in turn is produced by Lori Downey Jr. And now... Back to True Crime Uncensored. Rachel Bell is our special guest. Her book is Sexual Obsessions from Crimescape, and you can get it uh, as an instant download this very moment on your Kindle or your Nook, and I bet if you go to uh, ebooks.com, you can get it for your Kobe and your Sony and your everything else. I'm Benny and the Jets. I'm downloading mine now. Well, you'll enjoy it. We were talking before the break about the guy they kept finding in the dung heap. Yes. And they didn't just find him once. I mean, first his son finds him masturbating in a pile of uh, cow poop. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and an animal dung heap. Yes. With toilet paper strewn about them. Yeah. And this wasn't the only time. I mean, they tried to counsel this guy and said, you know, you really shouldn't be masturbating in a dung heap. Which sounds like a country song. <laughs> <laughs> I said that before the break. But that's okay. You can take credit hey, for Ryan it. Hey, Ryan Stiles does that all the time. Yeah, I know. So, uh, how many times was this guy popped for uh, popping in the uh, dung heap? Well, more than what they caught him for, for sure. I mean, he was caught about three times. But when the, what was really interesting is not only did he get off on animal dung heap, <laughs> excuse me, with toilet paper thrown about him, and I wouldn't understand the toilet paper part. That's probably well, a I, 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 I do, No, I get it. I get the toilet paper. Oh, <laughs> Howard, Howard understands all sorts of things that other people don't. Oh, no, it's just that I, there's I a see. pile of dung and a roll of toilet paper. That go, there go you go. Figure. Well, that was not all he had. He had a bag with him with women's underwear, women's pants, and lighters. Yeah, lighters. That's the part that really turned me on was the lighters. Right. And, you know, you know, dung is highly flammable. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, gosh, I don't know if he was trying to, you know, do something. But, you know, he had actually been convicted in 2004 at the four at the same farm um he had been jailed for three years because he burned down the cattle pen and killed the owner's cow and the calf because he was angry because he wasn't allowed to masturbate in the dung heap. hey look some things can just piss you off <laughs> uh which brings us <laughs> i don't want to get into the guy who uh, put cups in the urinals uh, that's just too upsetting. Uh, but uh, was, was that a cocktail thing he yeah, had going? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's what he thought. Yeah, yeah, he liked the he liked the urine of young boys because he believed it kept them young. Well, he was mistaken. But yes, he was. Terrible. I remember the movie One Touch of Venus, which was later remade as the movie Mannequin. Uh, Howard did not produce that film. No, no. He wishes he did because <laughs> it did quite well. Uh, but some people have a thing for mannequins. Yes, they do. Yes, they have a fetish with mannequins. And, well, I, find you know, them, the, I find them to be perfect. Not only mannequins, smooth. but also oh. blow-up dolls or statues, which is called statuophilia. Um, and, you know, it's an inanimate object that they can basically assert power and control over the object that they clearly sexualize in the case that I depict in the book. Um, you know, it was Specifically, uh, a mannequin with a little French maid's uniform on that aroused his interest. Danny Thomas. And, mm-hmm. And it's an old story. It, and of course, he was arrested for that. Mm-hmm. Um, what I find that was more interesting was the gentleman who depicted in the book who um, brought his two girlfriends to is blow it, up dolls. To the Kmart or someplace. <laughs> yes, yes. And um, he was caught... Um, Having well, a three-way. fondling them and assaulting the poor blow-up dolls in his 
car. And of course, as you can probably imagine, a little bit of a, ca- a crowd gathered to um, to watch the spectacle. And he was promptly arrested there. I, I, um, I have a blow up doll in my car. That's so I can use the carpool lane. <laughs> I've seen difference. that done. Here you go. So you get the HOV, the free minimum. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, rider, well, he, say, he said that the he, all he was doing was he was there to shop for clothes for them. But the right. fact that, that he was blowing them up <laughs> in more ways than one uh, <laughs> kind of put the lie to his excuse. Right, right. And here you have a classic example. He had more than um, uh, two paraphilias. He had the paraphilia with the blow-up dials. He had the paraphilia of exhibitionism, where he enjoyed, he achieved sexual arousal from being watched in a sexually compromising position. Well, at least and he had course, a Lincoln the panties, Town car. The panties that they wore, that he, he carefully dressed them in. Now we should um, remind people and that then them in we from. should remind people that there's nothing wrong with this unless it's causing you problems. Well, I mean, it, it was not causing him problems, but it was causing the people who were watching him problems. Well, that wound up causing him problems. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they had a, a good case of post-traumatic stress disorder, <laughs> you think? or the, or LD, yeah. which is laughing disorder, where you laugh so hard that you know well, you, you can't don't want to laugh at him because you know it hurts their feelings. Oh, you poor man. But I came, oh. I came, uh, I came home from work when I was living in Las Vegas, and I'll be there again tonight. Uh, I came home, and my dog uh, Isis had someone trapped behind a chair in my living room, uh, and cowering behind this chair was a man with a well-trimmed beard wearing a dress, a silk dress, and high heels. And uh, I got the dog away and got the man out from behind the chair. And the first thing he said to me was. You know, this dress is real silk. <laughs> they've been uh, they've been dating for five years now, right? How, Howard, I apologize <laughs> profusely. Can we drop this? <laughs> pardon me. Pardon me. Uh, we we do we already touched on no pun intended people having sex with dead bodies or molesting. Uh, but I, I'm from the state of Washington, and I'm sure you've seen the documentary Zoo. Yes. Unfortunately, <laughs> now there's there, now there in Washington. Yeah, that very, was based on a very famous case. Yeah, very famous cases. This guy died from having a horse strip him in the tuchus. Yes, he was an engineer, and he... And how did he engineer this? <laughs> yeah, that's the question. Well, not very well, because he died. His colon was punctured by a horse. Um, and the horse oh. wasn't arrested because there's no law against that. How That's did, right, that, but now that, there no, is, no, no. as a result of that case, there is a law. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, hang on. Uh, Howard is uh, having a problem here. <laughs> Ah, you're right. Okay, well, keep Not going. as much of a problem as the guy. Well, I know I really felt sorry I, for I, watching no. the How the heck did he engineer this? Well, Seriously. wait a second. I felt so sorry for his wife and kids because he told them he was going off to a business retreat meeting. And then they get a phone call. Your husband's dead. He's been stripped and took us by a horse. I mean, that's got to be really hard to explain to the kids. I can imagine, yes. I'm sure they didn't explain it quite. In all seriousness, <laughs> for the audience, because, and I'm questioning this too. How did that, how did he engineer that? Well, you know, he had help from other men. Oh, okay. Um, all right, that's all he, I need. Right, and who helped assist the horse. Let's um, can we analyze the other men that were there? They all shared well, a common they interest. The same, they were into the same thing. Oh, so was, each guy took Equality a turn. Equality or zoophilia. Each guy took a turn. I don't know if it got to that point. You know, what I do know is that the horse got its turn, <laughs> and the guy at the receiving end ended up um, dead. Uh, they dropped him off at the hospital and um, kind of just ran. Because <laughs> yeah. they didn't want to be affiliated it. with it. Yeah. And kind of just dropped him, you know, wheeled him up to the front of the emergency room and took off. And, you know, he died a short time later um, due to a ruptured colon. Oh, God, no. That's a very tragic story. I watched the documentary, and they interviewed these people at length, and they loved horses. They had a not only a, like a feeling, like an emotional bonding or whatever. There's a difference between loving, you know, being nice to horses and liking horses to stripping one. See, this has got me disturbed, because in, 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 in the movie, Freddy Got Fingered. Yeah, I, yeah. Our, our no star, pun intended, right? No, no, not at all, but our star did pleasure a horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I saw uh, that's when I stopped watching. Well, me, uh, that's when I told my mother she had to leave the theater. 
The, guy, the, guy's, the guy's masturbating a horse 15 minutes into the movie, and I'm going, thank God I'm watching this on TV. Oh, <laughs> I didn't God. pay for it. Was that bit. before or after you knew me? That was after I knew you. That's okay. why I watched it. Oh, God, never. Yeah, I was over at Ryan Stiles' house. They were my playing dog poker. is getting upset now. You're upsetting my dog. Oh, puppy. He's here on Bark. He's yeah. upset. All this talk about animals. Well, well, you know, it also was not illegal in the state of Washington to have sex with a duck until uh, someone got caught doing it. And uh, so now there is a, you know, a law against it. That's, uh, that's something yeah. that I find. But not everywhere. You know, Germany just um, uh, made uh, bestiality illegal. Some countries in the world, um, it's not illegal. And even in some states, it's so not. If that, you can so that, it. that explains the Hitler thing. I'm sorry? The whole Hitler thing. Uh, that explains it. Oh, no. Um, I find it fascinating, Hugh. Um, how did you come about picking the items to put in the book and what to exclude? Because the subject's so broad. I know It been... really is broad because there's hundreds of paraphilias, right? Hmm. So I picked the least likely, the ones that most people don't think about. And actually, I picked the ones, many of the ones I picked were... Um, um, similar to cases I had in practice and at the hospital where I work. And um, and that's what led me to choose these cases. Now, there was a movie starring uh, James Spader uh, oh, called Crash. Crash. I think uh, David Cronenberg directed it, if mm-hmm. my memory serves me well, about people with a sexual obsession with uh, amputees. With who? I'm sorry? Amputees. There's a movie called Crash starring James Spader yeah. about yeah. people yeah. have sexual obsessions with uh, either being an amputee or having sex with an amputee. They're called the uh, devotees. Yes. I wrote about that. That's actually a paraphilia called apodomophilia. And that's in the chapter titled Out on a Limb. Oh, there's, <laughs> there's this there's this nutjob doctor that, that, that's gated. Uh, U.S. and went to Mexico. Yeah, who 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 will remove a limb so that you can get off? Yes, Dr. Brown. Yes. Uh, well, of course, he was barred from practicing in the United States, rightfully think? so, for <laughs> obvious reasons. Really? Well, also his patients. Tended you know, to he die. wasn't that bad when he was my doctor, but you know. <laughs> oh God! Uh, well, that's a cutting cut. When we when we uh, back to I don't know why Freddie got fingered keeps coming up today, but there was a scene. One of the the co- the co-star, the uh, the female lead, uh, was to have been a legless. A woman, uh-huh. which uh, we had to hold casting sessions for legless women, and I learned an awful lot about it. And um, it is uh, there is a group out there that you're talking about is just really sad because they follow the uh, legless actresses like uh, it's they, really they stalk them. Oh, it's it's worse than that. It's really it's a terrible problem. And and they uh, by the way all the legless actresses know each other. And uh, they come in and they go, did you see Ann Sosa? Yeah, you don't want to work with her. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're already backbiting, right? They're backbiting themselves. Yeah, it's hysterical. Uh, so we just took a woman and amputated her legs and used a really good actress. Oh, boxing Helena. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, something else that I find uh, fascinating, the um, the shifting definitions that go with uh, with this particular branch of psychology. Yes, uh, it's very shifting. You're uh, right. For like a, a hundred years ago, if you were a lady and happened to like sex, um, they would throw you in an insane asylum. Yes, they would. And, you know, at one time, um, not long ago, uh, a couple decades ago, homosexuality was considered a sexual disorder. It's not? So why isn't it? It was considered a sexual disorder. So Yes. Not any longer, no. Not at all. So what what changes it? Is it just the, the... sensibilities of society that that make the determination what clinically separates the the these items why is okay. why is enjoying sex now not bad and when it was then well societal views have changed of course and with with changing views societal views comes laws that will support those views. And with the laws, then you see them disappear out of what's called the dsm 4 or it's the, the Di- Diagnostic Statistical Manual that's used for diagnosis. Mm-hmm. 
and um, they've removed homosexuality, and um, they are going to actually change in the new DSM-5 diagnostic manual um, paraphilias. I mean, they're going to make it more of its own disorder. Before it was more under sexual disorders, but it's going to become its own disorder in 2013. Now, see, if, if bestiality became very popular and uh, became a uh, <laughs> uh, cultural thing where, hey, it's cool, you know, I love my dog, I love my horse, my horse loves me, you could find that also being reclassified. Not if PETA could help it. Are you insane, Burl? <laughs> well, if something yes. becomes, you know, Why do you even ask? if something becomes common enough and socially acceptable, then the uh, the views. What change. bridge are we crossing to get well, to I'll there? Well, I'll tell you. Let me let me give you a good example of that. Nambla, okay, which is a society of men, Sex mostly men. Eight, and the word's too late. Uh, there's what's the North American Man Boy Love Association? That's correct, and they have actually tried to hitch themselves onto the wagon of the um, gay pride movement, right? Not successfully, thank God. No. Um, but they have tried, and, um, you know, that's why they formed their own party is to, you know, try and get recognition and acceptance from, the, from society, which will never happen, hopefully. Now, what was really interesting, I lived in... Um, in uh, the Netherlands for 11 years mm -hmm. and uh, just moved back stateside five years ago. And when I was there, before I left, there's actually a political party that was trying to lower the age of consent in the Netherlands to seven, eight years old. Wow. Um, which was really shocking. Of course, it didn't work out, um, thank God. And um, but you see, this is resurfacing more and more, and not only in America but in other countries. Also, we have the uh, puberty uh, age dropping. The studies on that, where girls are starting their periods younger and younger. Yes. And uh, so that is, well, we're out of time. We don't have time to get dressed in neoprene before oh, the end of the show. <laughs> Rachel, well, the fastest show we've ever done, seriously. Uh, uh, well, the book. it was great. Thank you. The, the book is called Sexual Obsession. It's got a great picture of a cool pair of shoes that'll wreck your back if you wear them on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have you back soon, please? That are out of Absolutely. I'd love closet. it. Uh, Sexual Obsession by Rachel Bell, available for an instant download right this second on your Kindle or your Nook, and it's also available in paperback, I believe. So get several copies for the holidays. Several members of your family will be able to identify with it, and everyone will enjoy it. Uh, we got that right. Next week, from uh, Slovakia, Joseph Shepard. How about that? Thank you, Rachel. Say hi to your mom for us. I think she's gone. She's gone. Well, that was fun. You bet you identify with a lot of that, didn't you, Howard? I, I enjoy her. I, I like her mom, too, actually. Yeah, her mom's cool. Mom knows all about Elliot Ness. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm leaving now to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. If you are at the Red Rock Hotel and Casino for the awards ceremony this evening, I'll be there. And I'll say hi to you. And uh, then I come back tomorrow. So have a wonderful time with Magic Matt Allen and the Demons of Decadence live on Outlaw Radio. Virginia City, Nevada-style bar. Juicy barbecue pork ribs. Bulbous cigars. The world's best.